Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O.'s, you know. O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. What's up, man? Fabian's right here. And we are the Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Let's jump right into the cooks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you ever been, like, I've only been stuck a few times in my life. Mm. And that's usually when... My like your girl asked you where were you, like who you know, who who's Brittany and you just like uh, uh, <laughs> right or you know you had a job interview and they're like you know what makes you different you yeah know? you know what you go into the what interview the always knowing that they're gonna ask you that question yeah and I always never have a good answer I'm always just like just hire me like. Yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, just, I could start tomorrow. Like, <laughs> if the check is ready tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> um, what, like, what other questions or times in your life have you just been stuck? Hmm. Uh, it's yeah. Typically, revolves around like getting caught doing something I'm clearly not supposed to be doing. So, like, <laughs> you know, if my mom walks in my room and is like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Uh, <laughs> I, I remember I one know. time I was out in um out in Baltimore uh, and I was like taking a piss on the side of this this like building right and I thought I was being like low key and sneaky. Cop pulled up on me like, "Hey young man, what are you doing?" I was just like, uh, like he, he had me. I was like, "Yo, like taking a piss on this wall, is obviously illegal, officer." Yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Luckily, he was a cool cop. He you know he didn't beat the shit out of me like. Most Baltimore cops would. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll, in a get, second. we'll get to that later. Um, but I was stuck, man. I, you know, I was stuck like like Kanye was stuck <laughs> the other night on Kimmel. Uh, I've I've not seen other than Draymond Green and like his post game press conference interviews. I've not seen someone just get stumped by a question that, uh, you know, they should have had an answer ready for. Draymond um, gets stuck. Have you ever seen Draymond Green's post? I mean, I've seen one. I I just never really like attributed it to. It's like like a thing. He just sometimes he just freezes. Like, yeah, he'll just stare off into for the the guy who says so much. Yeah, he just he'll just get stuck. So to give anybody who hasn't seen uh, that Kanye Kimmel interview a quick wrap up. uh, So you know, obviously Kanye West was on Jimmy Kimmel's show. um, I think it was like just a couple days ago, and Jimmy Kimmel asked Kanye. You know, he said that for some, you know, from the same guy who once said. George Bush doesn't care about black people. What makes you think uh, Donald Trump does? Or, you know, what makes you think he cares about anybody at all? Right. And then there was like a good three second pause of Kanye not like responding to the question. And he did the thing where he like cl- crossed his arms and he like ducked his head down. He's a fucking, like, he's a fucking infant. Yeah. I, a child. I, so yeah. As people do when they're thinking sometimes, they'll like, you know, put their no, head down. Or that's what children do up. when they're like, I don't like what's going on right now. Yeah. So I'm just going <laughs> to recede into myself. But like, that's his mannerism when, whenever he's doing those types of interviews. It's always like, it's kind of like socially awkward. Um, yeah. but, but he didn't answer the question. He didn't have an answer for it. And Kim, Kimmel was like, all right, we're just going to cut to the interview, <laughs> right? Because it was just a great comedic moment. Yeah. But Kanye was stuck. But Faye, you feel differently. I think I think that moment is just sensationalized, sensationalized, and it's just a lot of hype. And <laughs> I think we want to look at it and and like have that reaction about it. Honestly, I, I think 
And I, I don't think, and if we go back and you look uh, when he was doing the thing with uh, Charlemagne, that long interview, Charlemagne kind of asked him the same thing. It kind of took about a, a good five seconds. And I don't remember exactly what they even said after that. I just think it's something he really, he kind of doesn't have an answer or doesn't want to have an answer. But I, I think that whole Kimmel thing was. So then that's it. If he doesn't have an answer. Then yes, he was stuck. And yeah. then if he doesn't want to have an answer, then that's just that's just knowingly being negligent and supporting something that you really have no understanding of, and you know you shouldn't be supporting it, but you just do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that whole Kimmel thing was just super. Just that was just hype. It was just like I'm gonna give you three seconds. Oh, here's a good moment to to actually really make it. Oh, we're gonna cut the commercial, and then everyone's like, "How long oh should God. Kimmel have waited for Kanye to answer a question that he should have had an answer?" I don't know. To? We'll never know. We'll never know. No, no. So no, 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 that, that's just yeah. Come on, that's just silly. Like, um, if somebody asks you a question like, "Hey, is the sky is blue?" Oh, it's yeah, that's blue, what he right? asked him. Well, so he <laughs> asked him a question no, but, that no, Kanye should have had think about that. Hold on, but but listen, listen to what I'm saying. Is is that? Okay, yeah, well, the immediate thing you're going to say is that a, that's a mundane, easy question to answer, right? But if you're a person in the public figure, uh, a public sphere, and you're endorsing a guy like Trump, right? You have to have that. In, that has to be the sky is blue uh, 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 question and answer, right? Because if you if, if this guy is not just a celebrity, right? He's not just a celebrity who, whose opinions doesn't really matter or whatever the case is. So maybe you haven't really thought about his opinions. He's a fucking president of the United States. And you're telling me that you support him so fervently, right? And it's it's already an odd thing that you are supporting him, right? And that um, typically people in the, the music industry, people in the movie industry, typically liberal, right? I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. So it's already odd thing that you're supporting him let alone you don't have any responses to a substantive actually he question. did he, he did answer it before it just reminds me now um he was just saying he really just likes trump's as, as a personality more so than he cares about his politics which i but mean that's, that's not something i agree with but that's why he was stumped but that whole Kimmel thing to me it was just like clickbait it was like how was it clickbait on clip, jimmy kimmel's part he just literally reality. just asked him but question. He, he knew right there like oh this is gonna be hot like yo all right no he didn't here, here he you? goes he's thinking about the answer hey yo let's cut the commercial that's gonna no. be on youtube that's gonna be the so hottest when, part no, of the they show. Went to commercial yeah. because he didn't have an answer and i, I mean yes jimmy kimmel recognized yeah, he's a comedian right uh so he recognized an opportunity to do something funny as he should on the show to like make viewers laugh and make it interesting to watch. But he kind of just didn't have an answer. He does have so an answer because like, he's answered it no. before. He so just, so no, if uh, he's so, answered it before, then right. why would why do you have to stop and think about an answer to a question you probably answered a million hold on, hold on. times before? I feel like we do this a lot. So let's maybe let's do some 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 house cleanup. We tend to disagree with each other without actually trying to understand what each other is saying, right? Fabian, I would really like to understand what you what you are trying to say by saying that he did have the answer. I have no idea why he paused that he did. I don't think it was that long of a pause, though, is what I'm saying. We can't pause not, three seconds. Okay. All right. So that, that's not even you're not you're not staying true to what you were talking about. The question right. I was asking was why you said he had he already answered the question. Right. Yeah. When did he answer that question? With Charlemagne. Okay. Do you remember vaguely even what he said? He basically he had he had no answer for right. So he stumped him. 
for for uh, so why you, he likes his politics. So, no, no, he right. said he do, he he doesn't really care right about Trump's politics. Exactly. So he, Jimmy Kimmel stumped him, and he went to commercial afterwards. So there's nothing wrong with that. That wasn't clickbait. That was you asking him a question. That was a completely valid question. That and clickbait are three two seconds, entirely different things. Three seconds to think about something is too long. Wait, okay, Tunde, what is to what's to what is today? Right, I'm asking you like what day of the week, right? If I asked you that question, right, a question you've probably been asked a million times, you know it's Monday, um, and if I asked you that question and you stop for three seconds to think about what's today, I've stumped you. Like that's something you should have the answer to. What is causing you to stop and think about this? Is it shouldn't really require much thought. That's I don't think that's a question similar to that, and maybe he he wants to form different words maybe he has a new thought on it maybe what he felt before is different i think this is kind of yeah. this can be an organic question where it's not like what today is the week it's always going to be the same but how his feelings on it could have evolved could have changed fair enough i'm just i'm not giving him that pass i'm just absolutely. saying it's not absolutely but well, hold on so okay it's okay. not as fluid as a question or as solid as a question is that so i think if he was like hold on let me take three seconds to really kind of get my answer out and then we use this to be like, oh, go to commercial because we know it's going to look good on YouTube. I, I really just don't think three seconds is so long for someone to to wait. I'm like not defending like how Kanye feels about Trump. I just think it's a little bit of hype and I just don't get as hyped about so it as you guys. So we all saw the same video, listen to the same audio. Yeah, and I'm not as hyped about and, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he, here, here's the thing, right? I would actually agree with you, right? if it weren't for the fact that he has been asked that question before, right? It's not as if somebody just brought it up for the first time to him. This is clearly something that He's not only, and, 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 for and, and we're just talking about what we see Over, in public, yeah. right? We already know that publicly, publicly, although I don't think we were privy to the entire conversation, he's already had clearly a conversation with T.I. about this, right? A, a yeah. lengthy, they made a song They, they about literally it. made an entire song about it, right? Um, he's already talked to Charmaine in, in public about it. Not only, not, not even to say that clearly he's had private conversations though with his wife clearly we know that right uh not saying that she's like the formal most expert but at least that's somebody asking him questions like yeah. hey are you thinking about the shit you're actually saying in a public sphere right so this is clearly not the first time kanye has been asked that question right and it's but it's one this the at least the second time he's been asked that question in public right that Charlemagne first asked him he basically said hey I don't really have the answers to that question. All I know is I, I like what Trump represents from a interrupter standpoint, that he likes the way that Trump interrupts the system, right? That he's this outsider who came in and fucked everything up. That's yeah. what Kanye likes about him, right? The, 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 and Van Lathan with TMZ said it perfectly. You're not practicing free thought. It's the distinct lack of thought that you're, you're, you're displaying. And that's what Kanye is doing. When he was sitting on that couch and he couldn't answer the question, you might want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But there's just no doubt about it. He was displaying a lack of thought. It's a lack of thought. Yeah. Um. Shoot, you, you just said something. I wanted to catch it. Uh, if, if he has been asked that question before and he has answered it before, we've confirmed that he has answered it before, right? He basically said... I'm not essentially he, he likes Trump because he's an outsider. Exactly. Except, but essentially he didn't really answer the question meaning right, right. that. How do you feel about Trump's politics? And he says, I don't really feel any. So if that's it. his go to answer and yeah. he knows that's his go to answer then why and he, he just didn't that? and he didn't go to it, 
don't you think maybe he might have wanted to say something else but maybe was forming the the response like is that not you already said he has a response that he mm-hmm. can go to before so it's not and that's the same as monday is this is the day of the week because you know that maybe there's a chance that he wanted to say something else oh, other absolutely. than his scripted answer absolutely and while thinking about that for only three seconds Absol- absolutely and, I, and i'm not <laughs> so gonna, I'm, and I'm, I, I'm just saying i see that and i'm like okay not a big deal i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna disagree with you because i don't know what was in kanye's head yeah, he might have he might have yeah. he might have had uh answer that he was trying to formulate right but the totality of everything that we've seen from Kanye tells me he didn't really have another answer because he's been asked that question in public several times. So he's had times to formulate a question uh, or formulate an answer, a direct answer to that question. And it's not even a hard question, right? The de facto is, yeah, the shits that he's doing is fucked up. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that you can't even have free thought in terms of, hey, well, what about this point? What about that point? But the fact that he wasn't able to answer it even just even formulate anything out of his mouth even because you know even when people are, are trying to they'll you well you know what hey um well you know what i mean he didn't even do any of that it was yeah. just, it was just he shut it down he was stuck because he didn't want to answer the fucking question i don't think that I, I think you're giving them the benefit of the doubt by overlooking all the other shit we've already seen and know about kanye no i'm actually looking at it from the perspective of We've seen, we've we've confirmed that he has answered it before. He, we've, and no, no, we, he could Fabe, easily Fabe, go there Fabe, and did Fabe, it. Let's stop, so, let's wait, stop wait, wait, rehashing hold on, hold on. things that we've what already Fabian litigated. Right? Is, Connie has answered that question before. So he, he hasn't. He, we've already established yeah, this. Well, he's I mean, given I mean, his own what answer, saying. whatever that is. This is what Fabian's saying. I just want to make sure I understand. Is that he's answered the question before. So he didn't want to use his go-to answer in that moment. He wanted to stop and think about... Uh, possibly giving a different answer to the yeah, question and i don't know 100 percent that that's what was on his mind like let me figure so, out another way to say this so what the fuck are we talking about if we're like if we're going to look at a moment and say well he could have maybe possibly been trying to do something that i don't know what that thing is in that no like we, we saw the video we hear the audio we see it and we hear it at the same time it's very clear what's going but, on. No, it's but not but, it, but it's, it, me, it's but. not it's not just that moment. The reason why it, it is kind of a big deal to me is because, and it, usually I would brush shit like this off, like it's not whatever, right? But the problem is, I see this more and more recurring in people, meaning that people want to disagree for the sake of disagreeing. The reason why Kanye likes Trump isn't for any sort of policy reason. It's for personal reasons, right? That he likes what he's doing from a disruptor standpoint. But he's purposely overlooking all the other shit. And it doesn't just extend to Kanye. It extends to a lot of other people and not just to about Trump, but about how people feel about Democrats, how people feel about Republicans, how people feel about men, how people feel about women, right? We purposefully overlook shit because we want to get to our end goal, right? So we don't take all the evidence into account. We just ignore the shit that's just convenient for us to ignore and go straight for the shit that we think uh, that or that we agree with that we that we fuck with right and that's why i think this is important because clearly kanye has not thought this through there's there, there's don't no, just just no looking at all the information we have in front of us he's basically said that much i don't care about trump's policies he hasn't thought about it so no yeah so, he, he really hasn't so thought the about white it. nationalist march that happened in dc yesterday right yeah um those it's interesting because those people uh like 
Trump for those same reasons as what Kanye for the reason that Kanye says he likes. Well, they Trump, they right? and then they, they actually do like his policies, which is a whole nother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that is true. But like you know, one of the things that they very much like is his you know disruptive personality. I know? actually He's, like Trump for the same reason. I I don't want him to be president or you know all of the shit that's going on. But when I when I see him and how he comes and slams the nfl again and they're scrambling they don't know what to do i, I admire that i'm like this motherfucker <laughs> like you, you it's one of those moments you just have to look and say god damn it look, yeah, look at this motherfucker and, and you know i don't dislike trump i don't think he's like a evil no, uh, i do think he's a terrible <laughs> person i think i think yeah. he's he's uh someone who's grown up with privilege and he's an asshole he just doesn't give a fuck he's rich like what does he really have to care about obviously there's been very few decisions in his life that have like hurt his pocket well pro- probably yeah, actually yeah, never mind uh, that one i'll take back but but he's still very wealthy right and he's he's been that way his entire life so it's like i'm just gonna keep doing this shit that i'm doing because i enjoy doing it and i don't really care too much about how other people feel um so it, it's one thing to like him and say yeah, this guy's entertaining but when you're supporting him on such a large stage and such a large platform and you're saying, well, I like his personality, despite the fact that he is doing a lot of things like, you know, he's banning Muslims, right, for for their religious belief. He's attacking the NFL because the NFL is not attacking players for standing up against uh, social injustice and police brutality. He's. You know, obviously he's misogynistic. He's uh, he's 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 got racial racist tendencies and is beliefs. It, so to say, hey, I like the guy. Um, is despite he just all in too that, deep and can't back out? Who Trump? Kanye. No, I, I think Kanye believes what Kanye believes. I, I believe that he actually does like Trump. And but what if he did like back out and say, hey, you know what? I'm not in support of Trump. Like, what would that look like? Uh, like I mean, that, do, like, do you think like that could be possible? He's just like. I think his ego too is too big. To yeah, exactly. Yeah, ego his thing. ego's too big. Like for I can't him say I'm wrong. To step away from it. From, from so yeah. So to, to in a long way of answering your question, yeah, I think he uh, he's in too deep. But uh, I, you know, and I also don't think that he wants to like. Yeah, and, he, and he honestly, probably hasn't he keeps, thought of retracting he keeps, that. He keeps statement. stirring the pot. If he was just like, you know what, I hate Trump. He's just gonna fall into line with everybody else, so he's not gonna stand out. So yeah. it's just gonna be like, all right, well, moving yeah. on. Yeah, but um, so you know, another uh famous rapper g easy kind of came at kanye on twitter well he didn't come at him like or in a sense of like attacking him or anything like that uh after the jimmy kimmel interview kanye posted several tweets online where he's just talking about how you know you know he respects kimmel and they had a great conversation and it was a good show and he stopped to think about his answer blah 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 and then g easy was like basically like yo you still haven't answered the question yeah which is which is true i mean to at this very moment i don't think that he's said anything publicly that answers the question Kimmel asked him. Yeah, because he, he, he again, he can't, <laughs> uh, he can't really answer the question, yeah. you know, because it's, 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 it's sort of the indefensible. It's like, and, and then on top of that, he's not knowledgeable about it. And I think that's the most offensive part. Yeah. If you say you like, like, so for instance, all those people, or I wouldn't say all of them, uh, some of those people at the rally or whatever, some of them are informed about what Trump's doing. This is that they're so fucked up that they actually like it, right? Yeah. I respect that more than I respect somebody who's like, I like Trump. Yeah. Okay, well, name one of his policies that you like. I don't know. I just like the guy on TV. And it's just like, okay, so like 
shut the fuck up. Like you don't you don't really deserve to have an opinion if you don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, if you don't if you couldn't tell me any of his policies that you agree on, then all you're really saying is I love the way he just he talks or it's just like what use is that? All right, great. You love the way he talks. Be gone. All right. And I think part of the reason he still has yet to answer the question is even if like he and his team. Uh, were to get together and say, hey, let's think of like a great answer to this question, it would dig him even further in a hole because then, you know, his answer would then lead to like 10 more questions. Yep. Right? No, he, he, but like, here's the thing is, is that he doesn't, Kanye believes that Kanye is a genius and oftentimes, oftentimes when people believe that they're a genius, they, they lose the ability to accept that they don't know everything, right? Yeah. So, he believes that, hey, I know everything, uh, and he sees the world from a unique perspective, whatever. But I think he's losing the ability to go fucking. And it wasn't it him that said he doesn't like to read or some shit. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I, th- I think it was Kanye who said that he doesn't actually like to read or. And it's just like, I, I feel it's like, crazy because Donald Trump doesn't either. Like he doesn't read. His, no, there's a common. Tra- I'm telling you, there's a common trait to people who like will state defect definitively that they're a genius. Right? It's it's like you believe you know everything. You know yeah. that, and that's. That's what I've been saying for fucking months on this fucking podcast <laughs> is, is that there's we have to stop giving credibility to people who uh, like a subscribing genius just arbitrarily because that's how people buy into that yeah, shit. Fuck that. I've never done that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like no. um, I, I think like uh, one of my favorite radio personalities, right? Ebro Darren. I think Darren is last name. I, uh, but my I, I have my quips against I like Ebro, but Ebro's another guy who just. He's like, yo, I'm gonna say what I think, but at least he's, he's like, like he's like wrong like seventy five percent of the time. Some sometimes maybe maybe not. No. Anyway, so uh, Ebro, well, you know, I think he in a tweet said like people really need to stop mixing um, mixing the two things that Kanye like wants you to mix. Right? It's like he is a creative genius, quote unquote. But he is not like an intellectual genius, right? It is, yeah. It's very different, to and he be, keeps blurring that fucking yeah, line. It's of, very different yeah. to be creative, like what, like you know, you think of some of the greatest painters and artists and musicians um, throughout history, and a lot of them were not very intelligent people, but they were creative. They can create something, uh, which is very different than being smart or being intelligent. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's a very different thing, and I I feel like people like Kanye would have you conflict the two and what Kanye does in terms of how he's able to manipulate beats and the way he's able to sort of manipulate music. It is sort of that genius. I I, I kind of want to stop short of that. Cause I just, I hate even saying his name and genius in the same fucking sentence, but he, he it's incredible what he yeah. does. Right. But I'm not going to turn around and say, Oh yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're a blanketly like uh, you're a genius. Like, honestly, I don't even think in fashion, he's a genius. I just think that for whatever reason, he puts some shit out and people it's fucking the, the new Yeezys. They're, fu- they're just dad shoes. That's all they are. The bitch is hard though. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, uh, the Yeezys is hard as fuck. Uh, like even if they weren't, Attached to Kanye, I think if the brand were to still release them, Tonight, I think you just got was, personal feelings against the Yeezys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah, and that I think Kanye's an idiot. You know, <laughs> hey, leave the Yeezys. You don't, so you don't like the shoes because you think he's an idiot. No, I just don't like the shoes. Leave the I Yeezys out of no, it. No, tell me they don't. No, tell me they don't look no, like that shoes. 
Uh, I mean, they, also, they may be hard. They might be hard. Sure, but, but that doesn't are they make not them that hard. Shoes? So yeah. dad shoes that you could buy at Payless. But that doesn't mean for it twenty loses bucks. Points. But look, tell but look, me, you'd you'd value those just like you value Yeezys. No, no. But what like, makes Yeezys different from those shoes that you buy at Payless? Here's the thing that you're missing. Here's yeah. the, here's the, like the genius behind like what the creators of that shoe and the brand were able to do. Hmm? They were able to take something that has like this like stigma around it of being a dad shoe, right? And they're like, we are gonna make we're gonna take this terrible thing, this ugly thing, and we're gonna make it. And how they do how they do that? You market it very well, exactly. And they I didn't change the actual thing, right? It, it's not like it looks better than with the the, like the Yeezy Seven Hundreds, the Wave Runners. Yeah, no, well, they're they're actually, whatever, like whatever whatever ones I just saw, they they literally they fucking look like you could buy them at Payless for twenty dollars. So I mean, there are like our every company now has like re-released or released a dad shoe. Yeah, like, Reebok just right. Balenciaga, Reebok, Fila, everybody okay. has it, right? So I mean, I, I'd mean? have to see the one that you're looking at. Some of them are ugly. Some of them are actually pretty stylish shoes. Where they've taken, you know, the the Nike Monarchs and like the Reebok. I think it's like the Reebok, um, like five forty or the New Balance five forties, which are like the pinnacle dad shoes. They're like, mm-hmm. we're gonna take something like it. And we're gonna make it cool. We're gonna make it fun and fashionable. Things come back every X amount of years, not because that thing ever got ugly or became bad things come back because we just go through the cycle of wanting something new so the the, the dad shoe was never ugly we just stepped away from it and the fact the that dad it's shoe back, was never no, like, no, 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 no. In style. I, I don't agree with that at all the yeah. dad shoe is ugly they're yeah. very sure. clearly ugly dad shoes they, what, they, what they were never here, in style yeah. yeah what happened here is you know the yeezy team right uh the team at adidas they, they said hey like let's take this style of shoe and let, like let's spin it and make it cool so it's not like a re-release like the yeezy 700s are not a re-release they're a brand new shoe using kind of like a style that's for the most part been looked at as like that's not cool and they're like we're gonna make it cool yeah. that's that's what's cool about it yeah either way yeah kanye's an idiot in pretty much every other way <laughs> outside of music that's um my personal belief so so you know, just I was just reading an interesting article before we started the show. When we were talking about some of the topics that uh, that we're going to discuss today. Last episode, we discussed uh, Terminator. I know how you feel about the Terminator franchise. Yeah, that needs you're to about die. to make me very upset. <laughs> um, I'm about to make myself very happy if this is true. Uh, so, just like the Terminator franchise won't die, another franchise that won't die is my boy, motherfucking John Rambo. Stallone kind of teased the release of a new Rambo. And I I wonder, I mean, obviously, a lot of people are going to get shot up. Um, You know, he's probably going to fly a plane into into a building. He's definitely going to be in in like some jungle. He's not Harrison Ford. He doesn't get to fly a plane every time. (laughs) He's going to have a plane. I think he's had a plane in most of his new movies. I I think that's like a sign. He had one in the last one. I think that's a sign of. Yeah, he did. They did. The last Expendables. No, not the last Expendables. The last Rambo, yeah. I think he, he had did. a boat. I think he had a he boat was in plane. A boat. Was it a boat plane? No, it was just a boat. No, it was a boat plane. No, no, you're right. Plane. You're right. It was a boat. It was a boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm on a boat. Yeah. But uh, I think he's, uh, you know, Rambo's going to be dope. Rambo, what can <sighs> Rambo do wrong? Is it like official Everything. or are they shooting He's 90 now? years old. I think they're teasing a re a release of it. That that heart attack that he had in Creed, that was just real life. He literally <laughs> had an attack, heart attack on set. So here, here's what I like about this movie. They just filmed it. Yeah. I know what I'm going to get from it already, right? I Do know you? It's going to be 90 year old big guns. Stallone with no fucking, uh, with no, uh, what's his name? 
uh, what? Who? Uh, Dolph Lundgren? Or? No, 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 no. The young guy, young black guy uh, from Rambo. No, no, from uh, from Creed. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Michael, Michael B. Williams. Michael B. Uh, or Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, he yeah, has yeah. no Michael uh, B. Jordan to fucking carry his ass through the entire fucking film doing the physical shit. He, he actually has to do some physical shit. Yeah, and have you seen That's Stallone? Not, yeah, he looks every bit of like ninety. Stallone is in better shape than you are. Uh, I'm not going to doubt that. I bet he could outrun you and outbench you. <laughs> outjump. He probably uh, can outjump you. Yeah, I'll I'll tell I'll tell him see me in both. How about that? He's probably not faster than How you. How about? But that? I bet if you were to be like, all right, let's go get uh like seven miles in, Stallone could. Oh no! Stallone. He, but that that's the same the same as anybody. Anybody yeah. could beat me. And he could yeah. definitely beat you in it. If you were to put like 400 on a squat rack, Stallone would probably be like, I got this, and you'd be like, uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but so, what does that, so mean? Yeah. that means he's that doesn't still mean that he in, should be doing action movies. That means he's still in great shape. He can still it means play he's the in role. better shape than me. Those if, are two very different things. If what he does with this new Rambo is the same formula that he did with Creed, which is it's step not. to the back and let someone else it's uh, take it over, he, because he no, didn't I'm really he didn't really even do it with Creed because he uh, what, uh, what's his name Michael uh, B. Jordan yeah no uh, Michael uh, Kogler Kogler uh. uh, wrote and directed. Um, Creed, at least the first one. He's he's not he he didn't do the second one, but I think I'm I can't imagine that, um, you know Stallone's going to step away no, from. Don't take a backseat, Stallone. Don't do that. I I want to see <laughs> Stallone with big guns lighting motherfuckers up yeah. from an airplane from I the mean, back can't of he just a do another plane. Expendables. Like why does he have to do another? No, no, no. no. I, I've you know I've had enough Expendables. Take some time. You know, give me another Rambo. I just uh, want to see shit blow up. I want to see titties. Why can't, why can't people just? Why can't they just let go? I don't understand. Just let it go. Why? You, why had, let something you enjoy did you, go? Did you enjoy the last Rambo that got put up? I actually, I actually thought that was pretty good. When he was right, when he was up on I that hill with the truck and he was just letting them off and yeah. there was that boat down in the water and he was just letting lighting them motherfuckers up. I just, I can't. Okay. I, it was good. I can't. Yeah. And he saved all those people from the village. Great guy, Rambo. <laughs> He's a great guy. Really altruistic. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah. but you do know, you know what city we need. We need somebody like Rambo or the Terminator to come to is Baltimore. Yeah. With these motherfucking police officers. Like they've been, They've been going at it. They've been getting a lot of media coverage lately. I, yeah. I feel like these guys want to be in the news. Yeah, that latest video yeah. that just came out is crazy. So there was a, there was a late video of um, it's like African American police officers beating the shit out of this guy. Was the guy in cuffs? No, no. no. Well, he was beating the shit out of the guy, and the guy clearly, you know, I, you could tell the guy wanted to defend himself and fight back, but he also knew that if he fights back. Uh, then he would be assaulting a police I, officer, I don't think, right? No, I don't think that was what the guy... Like, I, I just don't think the guy wanted to fight. Like, I was just like... The guy well, was no, just, no. The, it's, it's human nature to protect yourself, right? Somebody's trying to beat the shit out of you. Naturally, you're going to defend yourself. When you know you're going to lose... And he knew that dude could take him. When you know you're going to lose, you're kind of just like, I just want to... You just no, take no it? You just, no, 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 no. What? When somebody's throwing punches at your face, right? Yeah. Your instinct tells you to defend yourself right mm-hmm. unfortunately in his case defending himself against a police officer would have been what resisting arrest yeah or you know if he pushed the officer back if he struck the officer if he did anything physical back probably, then probably they could have charged him with uh, assaulting a police officer yeah, yeah i really felt that way from the people looking on you can tell they really wanted to really jump yeah in there, but, but then they, they could so i agree with that 
I agree with that they, they wanted to, to jump in, but they yeah. like because you hear it in the background, you just hear like you just you get that vibe yeah. that oh shit, some shit's about to pop off because they're like, what the fuck you doing? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like you could see, see like the people in the back walking up wanting yeah. to like be more a part of it because and and let me tell can. you why and when i see stuff like this i don't know why my brain goes automatically to okay what happened before this like what like what led to this because i, I think that sometimes that that's what happens we, we don't stop to curate these videos in terms of let's stop to think of what happened before this what if the person just smacked the, the officer or some shit and the officer just fucking went off or whatever the case is because officers are human too i'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt this was different. This wasn't a situation where I don't give a fuck what the guy yeah, did. Yeah, I, I don't need a backstory. You for this. beat this dude like he just shot your mom. Like he just disrespected your mom in the worst possible fucking way, and you just you gotta go at it. Like he, there was no restraint. Even when the guy was on the floor, he kept hitting him. Kept going. Yeah. It was that was appalling to like watch, and and this is gonna sound weird. But I'm grateful that it was a black officer that did it, right? Because if it was a white officer, this would have just been all we're we're talking about is racism or whatever. I've been saying for so fucking long, the problem with the cops, it is a problem with the cops in terms of racism. That's just clear and abundant, right? But not even remotely as big as just cops abusing their power overall yeah, right yeah that's the bigger problem that we can't tackle so therefore we try to tackle the, the 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 lower problem of racism racism is still prevalent i would say probably prejudice is more prevalent than 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 straight out racism yeah i would say both both are still very much alive no they're they're very much alive but i mean in terms of like okay what you might run across more often i think you run across uh profiling prejudice more than you do out and out racism right Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's yeah, not yeah. what I'm here. Racism has a, as a unmasked, like you can't really mask that sting. Prejudice, you can like, you know, yeah, you can prejudice, spray some blade you, prejudice, and it smells nice. Prejudice, you don't. You, it's so much harder to sort of because some like okay, if they see some dude walking around in a hoodie, they might make presumptions about that person then need to be fucking made and it just escalates the fucking situation. I wouldn't call that racism, but definitely prejudice or profiling, whatever you want to call it. Right? That's not even what I'm trying to say. With this particular officer, he was a black officer who was attacking a, a black man, uh, a, a black man. And if this was a white officer, it would have immediately been thrown into the the fires of he's racist. The police are racist. The fucking the bigger problem here is, is that police just abuse their power no matter the color. Yeah. If it, if it was a white cop, then the conversation like this is how the media would have handled this. They would have then brought up the guys, the victims, his extensive criminal past. Right. Yeah. If he has one. Yeah. Um, if not, they would have probably made it look like he has an extensive criminal past. Yeah. To justify the officer's action like, oh, you know, this officer was dealing with someone who has a history of uh, violence and, 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 and breaking the law. So. Uh, he acted in a way that constant, like, you know, in dealing with someone who has this level of uh, violent history or, you know, trafficking drugs or something like that, maybe the officer overreacted, but he was mostly right. That's how the media would have handled it. Yeah. But in this particular situation, um, black cop beating up a black guy, it is just an extreme abuse of power. Yeah. Um, what I'm worried about is like them just kind of writing this off as, you know, a black cop beating up black guy not that big of a story no let's move on i I don't i think that everybody has to stop and pause especially with how brutal that 
that being yeah, but the we, fact we've that seen it's this out before, there. Though. Like this is not a not, rare video. Not, well, I don't know if we've seen something quite like because you you see brutal videos where maybe they have the. the where have the, you been? Though? I've seen no, the videos I, like these happen every week. I, they happen in terms of them striking them a few times or whatever. This was an out and out. He like that was a, like just like a fight. It was a fight between two people. That was it looked. At least I wouldn't again, say it's the first time I've seen that, but not not, kinda, the, not the first time, but the the one that's just like as long as it was and as graphic as it was. Interestingly I don't know. enough, I've seen a wor- I've seen worse videos. Yeah, um, to to kind of I think pick up where Arain was going, and it was kind of a thought I had before I even started saying it. But all right, so this cop has resigned. I I do wonder if this cop no, he got fired. Was, what I saw did, was did, did they announce his firing? He, I they saw suspended resigned. him, and then they just decided to fire him, and now the the fellow officer is is on suspension. I think. I do wonder if he was uh, white. Would he just be getting a? a paid I wonder leave that of too. Absence? I wonder. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wonder that too. If if it was a white cop, the investigation would have probably ongoing. Yeah. have been an ongoing <laughs> investigation, and then like, well, we need all the facts in the situation. Okay, yeah. this video is not enough. We need yeah. to get uh, DNA evidence to make sure that it was actually him, and you know, make yeah. sure. Uh, and it, it would take them like three months, and then yeah, yeah. then the officer. I, I did. I did. Would. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I did think about that. I did pause to think if he was a white cop. Yeah, I don't know like if they would have fired him like no. immediately. Police brutality. Because he has a mortgage, you know. They're, oh, you know, we got a <laughs> Johnny. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. I know me. He, he, he plays on our to, baseball he team. He goes to church with my, you know, his, his wife knows my wife. You yeah. Know? It's, I, what do you want me to do? You know. Yeah, police brutality and uh, prejudice. Um, I, I think that's more of a bigger issue than race. But I think the after the aftermath of the incident, I think race plays a bigger role into yeah, it. Yeah, I can agree and with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. If he was white, he would. Uh, paid leave for sure yeah because i mean Which there's there's been paid vacation there's but here and here's another one the the philando castile thing i feel like we don't talk about race enough when it comes to that because again if it was a white officer i think that would have been and, and race did we did talk about race with that to a certain degree but the the um the officer uh was acquitted of i guess manslaughter or whatever the the turnout for the case was but it was a Hispanic officer, if I'm not mistaken, um, that uh, uh, shot uh, Philando. You guys are both familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure uh, what the officer was. Yeah, he he was the Hispanic. Hispanic guy. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong with it, about that, but he just wasn't white, is is what I'm trying to say. In that situation, I'm surprised we don't like. I don't know. It's just, it's a fucking, it's, it's a complex In these situations, situation, it's yeah. hard to focus on one thing yeah. because there are just so many things wrong with it, right? It's yeah. like, you know, th- there's the racial angle, there's the uh, police brutality angle, which I think is the common thread across them all, which me, which makes it the bigger problem. The police brutality to me is the number one. And the, the, the training, the mishandling of power, yeah. that's the number one issue to me. Yeah. And it, and it, and it should be because it it's it's I look at it as a top down approach, right? What do all the uh, the the police forces, whether they're racist, prejudiced, or whatever, what do they all have in common, right? Is this abuse of power? Yeah. You see it coming time and time again. Them doing shit that obviously they should not be doing, but then on top of that how they protect their own you know yeah. they're 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 very it's like a it's like I mean, a fucking fraternity of like okay like let's just 
you know, even if somebody does some shit that we know is clearly fucked up, let's protect them. You yeah, know, the movie Bright, that's exactly what this was about. There's, yeah. there's, you know, there's the elves or, you know, the wealthy people. There are the orcs, which are like the lower income uh, minorities. Um, and then there are the cops, right? Yeah. And then there are like humans, which are just like regular people, white people, uh, <laughs> mid- middle class white people, right? Yeah. And uh, then the, the cops and the cops are kind of like a people of their own, like yeah. cops protect cops, right? That's like a thing that cops say. Cops protect cops. Cops look out for cops. But, but wouldn't we feel blue. like that under any circumstance? For instance, if you're on a football team, wouldn't you feel the need to protect the other p- players on the football team? Yeah. But if, if my linebackers, uh, you know, committed a homicide yeah no i'm not gonna protect that guy <laughs> yeah um whereas in the police department if like one cop kills somebody right yeah it's kind of like you know all right well we got to figure out a way to cover this up we got to protect this but, but i think it, that that's not only for the sake of because of the fraternity thing but then also for self-preservation because if if a cop you know within a precinct has you know is indicted on murder charges or whatever the case is then the rest of the department kind of suffers because of that. You know, now they're all under a, a very big microscope. And yeah. I'm not saying that that's right or like that's clearly wrong. They shouldn't, that shouldn't be the fucking thing you focus on. You focus on the, what actually fucking happened. But from a psychological angle, I can kind of understand sort of like yeah. why they, it's like both fraternity, but then also self. Yeah. If one cop go, goes down for being bad, then the whole department gets looks looked upon dirty. Yeah. And then, you know, I comes in and investigates everybody, blah, blah, blah. That's why you run a clean house, right? If you're the uh, police chief, you know, you make sure you have good cops mm-hmm. on your, on your team. And I think what's missing is like cops, you know, they go to fucking cop school and then they <laughs> get their, what they call it. They, cop school. They, they, get, <laughs> they get their gun in their badge. And then yeah. like, there's not as much, um, continued training and learning uh, for you know l- learning how to deal with these situations like you hear stories all the time of some young cop fresh out of uh, cop school and then you know 30 days on the job and he like shoots some teenage kid right yeah like there there's for whatever reason there's not continued learning it's interesting that you have to go you have to go to law school right you have to go to school for like 10 years uh, to understand the law Right. And to be a cop, I think like, what is it? Cop school is like nine months or something like that. I'm not sure. But you know what? I would, I, in all honesty, I would actually like to bring either a cop in or a former cop to understand better what all actually goes into that from a technical angle. Because I, I I feel like a lot of us speak on that. Yeah, we definitely but we don't that shit, though, because if we don't. <laughs> Don't know what's gonna Yo, happen. The fucking SWAT team would descend upon this fucking place. So yeah, fucking we're fast. talking, having having a conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reach for my gun. <laughs> <laughs> was he wearing a body cam? Nope. Yeah. His body cam was off. Sorry, <laughs> had to shut it off. Hell yeah, yeah. yo! I'm only ever talking to cops <laughs> if I make sure their body camera is on. Even if it's on, it doesn't. Yeah. It clearly doesn't stop them. And, and like, you know whatever. they can mute this shit. Yeah. Like, why would you give the ability the, to mute? mute button? I honestly don't know. Like I, I, I struggle with that myself or like the, like it has like a 30 second delay, but you can like turn it off for at certain points. I mean, I, I think the cops can manipulate it in a lot of ways. And it's they, just they like, turn why off, are you can giving them this planned control. loopholes? That's all it is. It's planned loopholes. Hmm. Yeah. Very disturbing. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's, let, let's get into it, man. We all, um, you know, what was it? Uh, was it oh, two weeks ago? Did we did we talk about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bam, 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 bam. We're uh, we're gonna uh, do another segment uh, of press play. Uh, that's the segment where we review uh, a film 
that is uh, relevant uh, to the time. Uh, and fuck, we might even do some films that aren't completely relevant. We might go back and review some Rambo movies so I can shit on them. Everything past one, the first Rambo. First Blood? First Blood. Everything past First Blood is trash. I don't there's know. Just, there's just no denying that. The shit where he was in the jungle and they still trash. strung up and he put, put the mud all over his face. I'm pretty sure that was one. That was First Blood. No, no, no. no. That was where he went to, where they sent him to like, no, no, no. First Blood was where he was up in the mountains. Yeah. And he was covered in mud and he had these traps set up all over the fucking place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was for the police blood. department that was chasing him, right? Yeah. And then the second one was where remember he got arrested after first blood and he was like <laughs> down in that fucking he was out in Texas crushing those rocks and then he came and got him like Rambo we need you cuz all those like uh soldiers had got kidnapped you might be you might be right I don't know I don't remember all the fucking yeah, rambos after first I, this blood this is what I know and then the after that me. he went to Afghanistan yeah. and he was fighting the motherfucker and then he went out to space uh, he was fighting the aliens out there he was popping them yeah Damn, that's all I remember. <laughs> Top three. Yeah, they're not that memorable. He's uh, he's he's been a lot. He's traveled well. Yeah, yeah. Rambles what's his, what's his well. passport look like? Yeah, stamped up. Stamped yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> as we always do, we definitely uh, you know, know learn how brain. to just randomly talk about random stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, we definitely want to review um, uh, eighth grade, which was a film directed by uh, directed and written by uh, Bo Burnham. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Bo Burnham he used to if I'm not mistaken he used to be like a YouTube star uh, and then he got his own um, uh, specials uh, television special or I guess Netflix specials because they're on Netflix I want to say uh, stand up specials and uh, now he is a full fledged uh, director you know how he became a director interesting story his girl went to his phone she was like who the fuck is Britney he was stuck he was like uh, I'm writing a movie <laughs> see that's how you come up with some shit on the spot alright and, and then she was like well you better write that fucking movie and then now we got the 8th grade yeah uh, but the, uh, uh, the the film um, uh, it, it actually it has a really uh, the cast is really sort of it has like nobody that you know outside of the the, the actual movie, uh, but um, but it was actually produced by um, A twenty four, which is again my favorite production company right now. Yeah, they, they um, put out really great. Yeah, they've been putting out some good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I can't I can't talk enough about uh, but uh, about. Um, uh, all right. So give you guys some background on the movie. Uh, basically, the plot is um, uh, 13 year old uh, Kayla endures the tidal wave of contemporary suburban uh, adolescence as she makes her way through the last week of middle school, uh, the end of uh, her thus uh, disastrous eighth grade year. Um, and uh, what's going to change from the last time we did a press play is um, we're not going to go so much into the minutia of the plot. Um, I think you guys are good with the plot description. Those of you who've seen it, great. Uh, those who haven't, sorry, go see it. Um, but uh, what I really sort of wanted to jump in is, uh, firstly, is how we felt about the plot overall. What do we, what do we like about it? What we didn't like about it, uh, about it, uh, and to kind of analyze it from that standpoint. Um, personally, for me, I, I think the one thing when I look at, when I look back at it. Um, and it's been about two weeks since I've seen the movie already. I, I really didn't feel like there were like any plot holes or sloppy writing. 
and maybe there wasn't a lot of opportunity to. Yeah. But it just seemed, it just seemed kind of a clean written movie. Like it wasn't like a, mm, that doesn't seem right. So I don't know. I, I'm going to just give the plot an A, I guess if we're doing some kind of, like, not that we're doing grades, but I, I did like it. I was actually, the one thing I thought going into the movie and I hadn't seen like a, a trailer for it or even a poster until I walked up and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but I, I really found that I enjoyed the movie. I just thought it was actually really well written, yeah. which was a very surprising to me that I, I enjoyed it that way. Yeah. Yeah. For As far as the plot goes, I mean, I think this is something where it's not that it, it didn't take much. Um, you know, you didn't really have to think this through too too much in terms of like be writing it from different angles um different perspectives it's really just a perspective of this girl in the eighth grade i think what the writer would have had to do is really either like spend a lot of time with you know kids of that age group or maybe he has a daughter who's going through this like phase in her life and he's just like writing it from observation right so i think it was like not necessarily an easy movie to write but when you're watching it it's like very fluid and very seamless it's, it just looks like you're watching a uh, you know a story in captured from a moment point in someone's life uh, so the plot was easy to understand it was easy to capture it was easy to like kind of identify with too yeah um yeah i can appreciate so much uh about the movie um uh bo burnham he, he did a great job in, in in writing it um but I think what I can sort of tell that he did was it was sort of a mix, right? It was a mix of he, he clearly did went and did his research because of some of the things in terms of like, I don't know, just how people talk or how kids talk nowadays yeah. or, uh, you know, how they sort of interact with social media, yada, yada. Those things I think he would have had to have kind of done the legwork on because there, he clearly is not in, you know, a 13 year old girl yeah uh so and and what strikes me even more is is that he wrote it from her perspective right and uh and i got a little bit of feedback after watching the movie and i would have expected that like hey you know it's weird that a guy wrote this and you can sort of tell that a guy wrote this about a girl's experience in the eighth grade but I didn't get any pushback from that. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. That I mean, does he have a daughter? Very, no, I don't think he does. Uh, at least not that I, uh, not that I know of. Um, but and what not I, that you need to have a daughter to, to, well, well, what I think it is, is, is that he took his own experience. Cause what I realized is, is that as different as all of our experiences are when it comes to going through school or whatever the case is, they're kind of all the same or in, in so many ways, you know, we, 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 we're not that far apart in terms of all of our experiences, in terms of feeling insecure, in terms of uh, feeling like uh, you can't really make friends or like it's hard for you to make friends or or uh, those awkward moments that you might catch yourself in every now and then, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that he kept a log of all of that, meaning that it, the, the, if, if I were imagining him writing the story it was like broken up between those two aspects that it's his own experience. But then he also did the legwork to try to mesh the two. Yeah. You know, you know, how, how did I feel when I was in eighth grade? Exactly. Like what emotions and things like were, were you know, what, what was I thinking? How was I feeling? Like, what were my friendships like? And then also trying to marry that with, you know, it's, it's 2018, yeah. 2017 when, when he started filming. Thing, yeah. 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 Um, and then another thing I liked about it is, is a very evenly paced and I think you may have alluded to this, but it was a very evenly paced movie that it didn't, it never felt like it was 
trying to rush or yeah. being slow. And I think that was because the plot was very loose that we have this general broad idea of what we're going to watch this girl's experience going through the eighth grade, but it never is married to like any one thing. It, it never says, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about this. This is like our journey that we're going to yeah. take. It sort of gives you a little bit of, of that, but then also leaves room for like great, um, it, it was loose enough for the one liners, but then cohesive enough for, to hold your interest in a, in a, in a, you know, um, a plot line through the entire movie. Yeah. The one thing, um, it, and to tie all that in, it really felt authentic. Like it felt like school, like, you know, it felt like how I felt or when I was in school, yeah. like all the, the, you know, the little, the childish things they did, like the one kid uh, during the assembly, a couple times throughout the movie, he'd just be like, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit was so that funny. Yeah, and it yeah, felt yeah. like, yo, yeah, that that is how it was. Like, yeah, <laughs> to be in assembly and some, you know, some goofy yeah, yeah. kid. It's not even funny, but they just the fact that he just said it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, I, I, it really, it was some nostalgia, I guess that's the yeah. word. Um, yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah. He he hit the nose on the head when I think it came to kind of transporting those. Like he did, he balanced it very well, giving the people of the new the kids of the newer generation a mirror of themselves but then he also had enough of like shit that reminded us of being and maybe the two aren't as dissimilar as we yeah would have them be one of the more interesting things uh, about the film that you know i thought was like a unique perspective is is you know obviously he was a single dad yeah right? and they didn't really didn't even get into the why which i loved i love yeah. the fact that they didn't even really dive into why until like towards the end of the movie yeah, they did make a comment, and like I think you're you you've seen it more recently. So yeah, I, and I can't even remember what, what did happen to him. Uh, I think they just said she she left. Like I think it was like a brief. Yeah, he thing. said after your mom left, it, it yeah. would be a tough one. Yeah, they didn't even they just, spend any time on it, which I thought was just that's brilliant. That's a yeah. brilliant move. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Right? Yeah, it, it's it's something that like you kind of noticed throughout the movie that you know obviously there's no mom around, and you, and you think about it like you know did she die? Did she have cancer? Is there like a car accident? Um, did she just bounce? But the story focuses so the movie focuses on so much on the it experience of this girl and then like you know her father you know trying to be a part of her life that yeah you don't really think about the mom's presence or lack thereof until like at very few moments throughout the film uh, i i i feel like yeah that that's that's how you you feel, but i feel like to me it was that was like she did like almost like the number one question it was like where's her mom you know because like uh, like they're not and it's almost like how you might have said you felt about annihilation even though i think the two are clearly different <laughs> but um but i felt myself asking myself not because it's like where's her like but because it's just like a weird thing that they just never brought it up usually they deal with something like that at the beginning of the movie where they'll well they'll say hey your mom's not here because it's so much a reason and then boom we can just move on from it but I was it, it was noticeable to me that they didn't. And I love the way that they handled it. Um, but then also I thought it was brilliant from the way that it, it couldn't have been anybody else other than her father. Right. Because in order for it to be like this relationship that is like it's not friction. They don't have any friction between them. He's just yeah. trying to like understand her and be there for her, be supportive. But he doesn't really know how to do that. Yeah. And so. It, it couldn't have been anybody other than uh, 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 other than a father and daughter relationship without the mother in the picture, because I think that's the only way you get that dynamic, because yeah. usually, OK, if, if, if you have a teenage girl, I mean, and this is just me assuming 
and your father, the stuff that you know, like, I can't, I don't know what to do in this situation. Like, and you don't want to like be too intrusive, but then, then so you just send mom and like, I'm not going to talk to her a little yeah. bit. I don't know. This seems yeah. like a situation. If you're the father of an eighth, eighth grade girl and mom is around, um, you're kind of like a little bit more hands off, right? Yeah. Like, uh, we'll, we'll let mom have like the, the sex talk, the boy talk, the puberty talk. Yeah. The, and it would um, probably be the same thing um, in, in, on the other way. Like if you have a young son, yeah. Yeah, mom would send the dad. And there, it's like a them. different like dynamic. Like it, it's, and so that's why it was beautiful to watch. Like, uh, and somebody uh, said this point to me that I, I, I was like, I don't know why I didn't notice this myself, but they, um, Kayla and her dad and her dad uh, was played by um, uh, uh, Josh Hamilton. I thought he did a fantastic job with the, yeah. uh, the role uh, and uh, her, her name, uh, the person, uh, girl who played uh, Kayla was Elsie uh, Fisher. Um, but, uh, but her dad mirrored her. He was awkward and didn't really know how to like do things. Like the funniest scene to me was the f- scene at the mall. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I just, <laughs> like he, he was like following her in the mall, but like he was just creepily like just standing like in the background. Yeah. And, he just walked and away. you could tell he just, he genuinely just wanted to like make sure she was okay and kind of see what's going on with her. Yeah. And then he ended up fucking it up. And he's like, Ah, you're right. I fucked it up. Like, <laughs> you know, which I, I thought was just, it was beautiful. And it's this awkward relationship that's awkward because they're both awkward. And so, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great from that perspective. Now, while we're on the topic of characters, um, what do we feel about the characters? Uh, both, you know, the people playing them, but then as well as the actual characters on screen. I think the part in the movie where the characters um, kind of, stood out to me and I'm just like thinking back to points in the movie that like character development or the introduction of new characters or like certain characters played a very pivotal role mm-hmm. was during like when they were announcing the awards like best smile best eyes oh and then the, yeah, the... yeah I feel like that was like a very a kind of like real experience in high school that every high school kid no matter what generation you are now you went through right where yeah. people are being given those awards and like you're just hoping like please let me get a fucking award or let me not win the award for like something that's going to make me look like an idiot. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, I love the, the, the kid who had like who won best eyes and how every time <laughs> in the movie, <laughs> they, yeah, they, uh, they, they would play that, like that, like, you know, rock, heavy rock music, yeah. and they would, like slow-mo him. That was, I thought that was very funny. That was yeah. a great way to take like, but that that's like what it's like every time you like, if you had a crush or something like that in like yeah, either like, middle or high school, it's just like every time that person would come around and like, and your heart would start pounding Outside of a uh, Kayla, I thought, um, I think, Luke was probably one of my favorite characters. And I guess outside yeah. the dad, I'm just not even going to consider them. Yeah. Um, I thought Luke was my favorite character because yeah. um, he has this, what you would think about him. But I think when you saw him in the movie, he was just kind of cool. He, he wasn't what everyone was trying to make him out to be, or he wasn't some dickhead. Like, mm, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was easy to write him in the story as like yeah, some asshole. Dumb jock. Or but whatever. He really he's just, just like, like a normal dude. He's just Yo, like, you want to hey, go hang? Like, hey. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I could definitely appreciate that about him. Yeah. Yeah. The high school Good girl job. that she, um, followed, I thought that was like, uh, cause that girl could have easily been written off as like the standoff. Like I'm in high school. I'm cooler than you type of yeah. girl. But, uh, instead she kind of played, she, she played a character or a role that I wasn't really anticipating. Like she was very open. She was kind. She was like, Hey, I'm yeah, here to help I, you. I fully expected her to go like 
you know, get mean at some point in time. But yeah. she really kind of stayed true. Yeah, to, like uh, I, I didn't think that she would call her back or that she would text her back. Yeah. But then they evolved into having this like very um, honest friendship, which like it didn't seem forced in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it felt like very like, hey, you know, these are just two girls that understand each other that are going through certain things. And the high school girl is someone who's like, hey, I want to help you get through the things that you're going through and like be your friend, which is very... It just wasn't what I expected. I kind yeah, of I think, expected uh, like a I think her character was called uh, Olivia. Olivia, yep. yeah, yeah, Olivia, played by Emily uh, Robinson. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I it was weird for me watching a movie from a character perspective because I, I really, outside of maybe Kayla and maybe you can say her father, I really feel like there was no character development. You know, nobody really grew or changed. Or I don't think there know. was enough time to honestly. I don't think they took enough time to, and, and, and I'm not even saying this from a bad way. Cause I actually, like I said, I, I really like the whole flow of the movie, but when I went back and actually thought about it and try to think about, you know, characters and uh, maybe you can say Gabe a little bit, but that he didn't really change so much as they just revealed who he was. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I, there was just no character development, which I didn't, I, you normally, I would have a problem with that, but I didn't really with this. I didn't, yeah. I feel like Kayla, her character, her journey, carried enough of the movie and they had enough one-liners from everybody else that i didn't really like miss the growth in like other people yeah i mean this movie was just the last week of her eighth grade high school or middle school experience going into high school right yeah like last week last two weeks i I don't think there is enough uh growth within that span of time yeah and i feel like if if whatever reason she became this whole new person within the last week of her high school that would have been like forced to me I, yeah. I enjoyed if Kayla did. Yeah, she did though. In a I way, mean, she, in in a very in a very slight way, like where she had that experience with the guy in the car. Um, you know, she had the, you know, going through her like seventh grade box and then burning it and then you know creating an eighth grade box. That it, that that was enough for me. I wouldn't have wanted to see any more. Like her become a whole new person in like a week. I enjoy ha- watching the movie and just watching like this week two week span of someone's life and and that's it and you just walk away from it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I felt the same I, I i think sometimes the whole idea of character growth or development it can become easy to force or or overrated if you 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 think everyone has to go through this journey i, I, don't, I don't think that's the case for me yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like at times, yeah, like people like force it in terms of like everybody's got some sort of path and journey to go on. But it, again, besides Kate, like clearly, obviously Kayla going through a journey and perhaps maybe her father, because I, I thought it was interesting that the last conversation that um, he had with her, it was like sort of it was a microcosm of the entire movie for him, meaning that he doesn't really know how to talk to her. And so he just is like, I'm just going to go with what I know, like, yeah. you know, and uh, and it served him well, you know, just him being genuine. Um, but I don't feel like that there was any other growth. And usually I would miss that in a movie, at least one other character, you know, maybe like a best friend or something like that, that, that somehow grows or changes or whatever, or even the, the mean girls, right. It's usually they somehow either change or get learn something that they didn't fucking know previously or, or, or something about their character is different, but there was really like no other character development other than Kayla's, which again, yeah. I didn't really, it, it was okay for me, but I, it was just something I noticed on the yeah, back end. I think that's fair. It was like realistic within that span of time. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, what do we think about the cinematography? Um, I mean, I thought it was good. I I don't think there was anything mind blowing about it. 
but I don't think that it had to be either. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just kind of straight to the point for exactly what it should have been. I mean, so to answer the question, I, I thought it was great then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the 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 use of a lot of like continuous shots, right? Where mm-hmm. um, they would like follow one character's journey through like a certain setting, mm-hmm. um, like her you know the walk from the bathroom where she changed when she went to the pool party the walk from the bathroom where she changed outside to the pool like without it being too choppy like it was just like one continuous shot um you know certain conversations that they had where the camera would just turn uh it would just pan versus it like chopping from one person talking to the next person talking to the next person talking i thought that was smooth other than that i mean I, i really can't say much about um the cinematography because it, it wasn't for this particular type of movie. It, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't essential. Sure. It wasn't, it, you know, you didn't need phenomenal cinematography. Yeah, and before you go to an, um, to go back to what you were saying around the pool scene, I thought they did a good job of kind of showing you that all the girls had two pieces on and obviously she didn't, but they didn't like force to tell you they just did a wide shot. And then you're picking it up like, oh, shit, every fucking girl here has a toothpiece on. And she's the oddball out with the one piece. And I, th- I thought that was uh, they did. They did a good job of that. Yeah. Uh, I um, yeah, I, I didn't really feel like the, the cinematography needed to they didn't need to do anything terribly crazy. And I thought they did just enough to make it clearly interesting, but uh, but not out of place. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I could say is for a movie like this because it was so it was based in sort of like uh based in like realism like that that was clearly sort of an effort that they were trying to make have you guys ever seen the movie the spectacular now nope with um miles uh miles teller nope. <laughs> shailene woodley woodley no nope. okay all right uh it, it had this very sort of rustic color palette to it mm-hmm. uh and for whatever reason i, I thought that they might have been able to use that here to I don't know to to help emphasize the reality of it versus because you know I think that if you go to some of these like sort of sleepy towns quote unquote um, that's what you can get this very sort of rustic sort of look uh, and I think that could have been beneficial here but maybe not maybe I'm just kind of reaching but in order to sort of reemphasize you know the fact that that we're we're in a real world because there's nothing about the movie that felt contrived that felt piece together everything or, yeah, yeah or that they were trying to make it the day it really did yeah. feel like we were just seeing a week in this girl's life and i don't know i felt like we, we could have used some of that sort of rustic sort of look to it but um but yeah uh, i can't really uh, that's I, just me nitpicking to me i have no uh I have no thinking problem. back at it um and i would love to see that movie you're talking about just to kind of get a feel for what you're saying yeah but i feel like the colors in there especially like at the pool scene there was just a lot of color yeah and looking back at it it really popped to me and i actually i think i really like what they did like with do you do and this isn't mean like venturing a guess but like do you do do you think you know why that that scene was more color latent than uh I don't, I don't maybe they had a reason for it maybe it would just so so happen but i mean what do you think you think there was something I mean, Kayla's bathing suit was like a lime green. Yeah, it's like this very suit, sort right? of weird, so, awkward color. Yeah, it was a, it was ugly for the moment, not, and not like bad for the movie, but just to kind of put more emphasis put on how than, her, uh, yeah, yeah, her yeah. bathing. And suit it was like it was like one color, which was everybody else's is like polka dots and yeah, yeah. other shit. I think I think that scene may have um, you know been designed that way to 
kind of create this moment where it's like, I, hey, this is her trying to stand out, where she's wearing this like sequ not sequence, but like this very colorful, um, and I think it had like a sparkly pattern or something what like the, that to it. Her bathing suit, her one piece, yeah. No, no, I, I think thought it was, it was just, pretty. Dull. It was literally just straight green. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. it's a bright lime green bathing suit, like something that like. That as a, as a color pop, right? You notice that color, mm -hmm. um, and that may have been her way of trying to stand out. And then she gets to the pool, and to your point, like all the other girls have on like two piece bathing suits, and now she's like, "Oh shit, I, I may look kind of stupid right now." But I, I don't, I don't think she ever really showed that she was uncomfortable by the fact that she was in a one piece and all the other girls were in two pieces. She just kind of like walked down. Yeah, got, she toughed it up. She took a okay. moment and said, "All right." It's yeah. what it is and then she walked out yeah that, that's what i loved about the movie was is that she kept meeting these moments of okay this is where okay i'm gonna back down or i'm gonna like but at, at, and again with the typically with a movie like this those are the moments that you're like oh, you shy away shy away and then at the end you do but the, each moment that she, she faced some sort of out. she just yeah. kept going she just kept she which I, fucking, I i loved it she had know? to because um i think prior to that or before that she um I think that's what her YouTube video was about. Yeah, I was actually just about to Courage. mention her YouTube videos because because uh, of the color, so that the, they chose to go with in, in that. But uh, but just even talking again, separate from the cinematography, I, I thought those YouTube videos were very. It's a very natural way for her to convey her thoughts. It was it was like almost like a narration for the movie that didn't feel like a narration, which I thought was an awesome that's an awesome thing to do. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I think you're absolutely right on that. It wasn't trying to guide us to like what we should know. Yeah. But it, at the but same it time <laughs> was kind of just telling us like what's about to happen or what she needs to conquer without yeah. saying. Yeah. I mean, and that's also just very real. That's like, yeah, that's, that's a, it's, it's a very neat thing to like do. They're yeah. making these like self-help how-to videos. Yeah. Um, so, it, and she's, here's a girl who doesn't have her mother around, right? Um, so maybe she, this is her way of, um, talking herself through things that, you know, maybe conversations she would have had with her mom if she were around, but she's like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this for myself and for my viewers. How yeah. many, it, it's very modern. It's very like, this is what kids are doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the last thing is uh soundtrack. What do we, what do you feel about the, uh, the soundtrack of the movie? Um, Honestly, I don't remember too much yeah. about... Pay attention to the goddamn soundtrack next time, <laughs> yeah. Faye. About yeah. the music or the soundtrack of it. God. It felt like it probably was right for what it was. I mean, I don't remember taking anything away and saying I don't like the, yeah. the music or the soundtrack. And, but, and to uh, me, it's not a bad thing that I don't recall any particular music other yeah. than when they did the slow-mo shots of the, uh, you know, the kid who won like Best Eyes or whatever, um, where the music in those scenes was intended to stand out. Mm -hmm. um, throughout the movie, I, I think good background the, noise yeah the music was subtle it didn't take away or overpower any scene it didn't there was no scene where the music made me like feel a certain way um i think the the focus of the story or the movie was clearly the story and her experience and the music was just meant to um you know blend in not so not so much like be a prominent feature in the movie yeah you see i, I felt differently i felt like uh the, the movie uh or, or the soundtrack or not even the soundtrack, but the, uh, not the soundtrack, the score, score. uh, the score for the movie, um, really popped. And I, and I think the reason what's like, for instance, when she sees, uh, the, what was the kid, Jake, what was the kid's name? The, the one she had a crush on. No, no. uh, shoot. I just had it. I just said his name like, uh, Connor. 
Rice. No, yeah, just, you're just saying really white names. <laughs> uh, Gabe. Wait, no, it's not Gabe. No, it's not Gabe. It's the other kid. It's uh, Riley. Is that his name? No, I got it right here. Uh, Tyler. It's, um, Aiden. Aiden. Yeah, Aiden. yeah. When she sees Aiden, you know, it's this really distinct or something to yeah. that effect. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, but then even just in random moments of the movie, um, you would it would you would feel the presence of the soundtrack like it was a very the person who i went to go see it with even commented that hey uh the soundtrack is really good and it it really sort of uh, they they chose to introduce these really sort of pungent sort of um uh clear sort of stances with the music instead of just letting it sort of lay flat in the background yeah. at certain points in the movie which i always appreciate but always it doesn't always work out well like yeah. sometimes it's like something you're just like why is this so fucking loud right now this doesn't match anything that's going on but just like sorry to bother you i felt like it really did it, it, it matched everything that was sort of going on it was very sort of johnny on the spot even though that i felt like its presence was big in the, yeah. in the movie yeah i'm not gonna lie to you i didn't fucking you didn't pick up on that at all. one bit well fair no, yeah <laughs> I, 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 and I mean it could be just like that the the music is not something i would recognize like whatever music was playing at any particular scene it's probably just not like a band or an artist that i have listened to in the past that i'm like yeah you know i recognize this song or i recognize this artist or this you know this particular style of music yeah um for me you know i think the whole movie in general is probably a movie i would have never watched if we weren't um you know kind of like tasked and agreed to watch it but it turned up it wound, it wound up being a great movie yeah do, do you so and not to get off the subject of the actual movie itself but do you how do you feel about that in terms of like there are certain movies that you just wouldn't watch ordinarily if it weren't for the fact that you're sort of uh, I mean, I think it's just a reality, right? Like, mm. there are movies that I like, there are movies that I don't like, and some of the movies... Uh, and then there are movies that I just probably have never seen or, or, or I'm not inclined to see it whenever I have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm looking at five movies, I'm probably going to go to the to the one or two that spark my interest. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll, like, you know, go a little bit left and I'll pick something that I've never watched before, but even that may still be within, like... A general category or storyline that I like. This is a movie that, if I, you know, if I was going to the movie theater and I got to watch any movie I wanted to, I've never have picked this one. Yeah. Uh, it just the story just doesn't relate to like anything I'm kind of experiencing. Um, this is a story of like you know, a white girl in the eighth grade. Right. <laughs> See, I think that's why my selection, my sort of, um, what movie that I think I'm going to respond to and what movie I don't, it doesn't really have anything to do with description of movies. Like, Cause I'm convinced that no matter how you describe a movie, it's going to sound stupid. Yeah. It just sounds <laughs> dumb. Um, <Yeah>. And <laughs> especially to someone who's looking for it to like, to sound dumb when you say it, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't think I look forward to a movie. No, not dumb. you, but like, what was that movie that same Street Fighter? The, uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, we still yeah. never got a vote going on that. Uh, we still need to go back and vote for how we read that, uh, description. Um, what, what was it? What was it? The, uh, the Babadook said, actually. I think that, that, that we, we did that one too. Yeah. I think I tried to tell you guys about it. Street Fighter was the worst of the two. So that we, <laughs> that's why we keep bringing he did that one the, up. Uh, no, my Street Fighter was good. No, he did something where it was like, and but not limited to. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was that was <laughs> right. the, stop, that try, was, stop trying to double down like Trump, right? That was the hotline. Okay, Trump. Stop trying to make your shit hot. But Kanye. 
you know, I, th- I think what you were getting to is like, like you do you try and watch movies that are outside of like your general. Oh no no no! It, it's not even just that. It's I don't watch. I don't pay attention to the description, but I do pay attention to who's making it, and like so, what production company is behind it, and then on top of that, what who what the who the director is, and who's starring in it. Who's starring in it a little less because just some prominent actors just starring really stupid things. Yeah. Um. But I it, I usually look for what some sort of combination of all that. So the fact that this was a twenty four, the fact that Bo Burnham was directing and writing it, um. I, I just knew that it wasn't going to be bad. I, I knew it was going to be good. It just depend. It just was a degree of how good. Yeah. Um. And anything that A twenty four puts out, I will watch. Uh. Because they have. They've literally never failed me when it comes to a movie. Yeah. They've never failed me. Um. Yeah. So. I, yeah. And then to speak to all that, that's why sometimes I'll just go to the movies with no movie in mind and say, "What's playing when I get there?" Yeah. I've done that a couple of times, and I find myself watching something that. I didn't think I was going to watch and I'm like, okay, that was all right. Now, yeah. when you do that, like, let's say you just go to the movie and it's seven 45. Do you just pick the next movie that's showing or do you still choose based on a movie that you like? If there's a movie that I like and it's within like 15 minutes, a reasonable time, I'll say I'll wait for that. But if there's a movie that I wanted to actually see and it's like 30 minutes, 40 minutes out, I'll, I'm not going to go watch it. But yeah, I mean, it's actually a good system because that's yeah. it's like fair. Yeah, yeah. My it's movie, there is a movie I want to watch. Fifteen minutes is not too long to wait for a movie. I'll do that, but I won't force it and be like, you know, yeah, I'll wait this forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, like I said, I I really do try to pay attention to who's behind a movie versus what the movie's about. Like, so for instance, I'm convinced every Wes Anderson movie sounds so stupid when you when you listen to the description, but then you watch it, and you're like, oh, okay. It's yeah. pretty good. Like, yeah, you know. I'm, I definitely got to start paying more attention to like how I choose. Yeah. Um, and maybe not too much attention to where it starts to like, I start to change the <laughs> way I choose. Yeah. But like maybe start to like, oh, you know, the, I, I have a, maybe like a pattern or like, you know, these are the things that um, break your I, pattern I mean, once well, in a while. So, well, I, I would start paying attention to who actually, so don't like tell the, me what to do. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but I, w- I would start paying attention to the, who directed the movie. So like yeah. when you watch a movie, just take note of who directed it. And then you'll start seeing recurring patterns in the movies. You start to try to watch, like you'll, when you see a movie and you're like, Oh, that I like that you pay attention to the director. And then the next time that director puts out another movie, then you're like, I'll check that out. You know? That's why you know what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to see you on that, and I'm going to raise you one. I'm going to start paying attention to who casted the movie. Who's the fucking casting director? Again, when it comes to because you you might have a really dope cast, but the movie's trash. No, that that's what I just said is very stupid because we don't fucking know who the casting director. You do know who to. I mean, yeah, I can find (laughs) out. (laughs) That's why I was convinced that you were being serious. I can 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 find find out. But yeah, you can't really look at it. You, yeah, that can't make or break. You gotta it. fucking Google you, you something. You can't three choose times. based <laughs> off of who the oh shit Sandra Wilson casted they, this. No, movie. the uh, they have a very good movie for the uh, casting director. I forget what her name is, but uh, it's called Casting by is the uh, the direct uh, the documentary. I mean, I know there are some very famous casting directors. Uh, I, I watched a um, biography on uh, one of Hollywood's like most prominent female casting. That's probably the same. It's probably uh, the same. Yeah, uh, who like kind of gave. Um, or the uh, same who's document. the black guy from uh, Lethal Weapon? Danny Glover. Danny Glover yeah. yeah, like she she was like the first one to kind of cast I, him. I think she cast also uh, Midnight, Midnight Cowboy, uh, John Voight. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. 
Like um, she she went for like actors who like weren't particularly handsome. I got a question real quick. I, I I guess you're about to say something. I'll let you. No no, no I, I was just about, about to, to look up. Research. I was just about to look up her name. All right. While while you do that, I had a question for you guys about the movie uh, Eighth Grade, and I didn't want to go as far as like cultural appropriation, but felt like hip hop was such like a a theme, and maybe that's just old people's go to for trying to reach children but it just felt like like okay even when she ends her video she ends up with gucci and the um i guess he was the principal who was leading the assembly and a couple of i don't remember everything he said but a couple of like his like one-liners to to get the kids attention were all these lines or all these things that you would hear like uh in in a, in a crowd of people who listen and participate in hip-hop and i would just when i was watching i was just like why is that? Why is that? Because it's very real. Like yeah. it's 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 just we make the culture. Like what what like there's there's nothing else to say other than that. It's crazy. It, it it it's insane. But look what everybody's doing right now. Everybody's doing a fucking in my feelings challenge. Everybody's doing it. You got fucking moms in the middle of fucking uh, Florida living in the fucking Orlando driving around their fucking about the cars. Shiggy? Yeah, the shiggy, the shiggy yeah. shit. Um, you know, we set the temple for the culture, you know, uh, and it's just, that's just not, you, that's just, you can't argue that like, that's yeah. just, and, and when it, you know, and it was even better in the film because it was never it, like, I feel like he made that obvious, like everything, every, so when the principal would say shit, it wouldn't land when the, uh, the teacher comes in and dabs didn't land, you know? So it's just like, it was a very real thing where I can imagine being in some school and the teacher tried to be like, I'm down, I'm hip guys. And doing some shit. And you just like, get the fuck out of my face. Like I ain't trying to see this shit. You know, that's no. a very, that's a very real thing. Were there any black kids in her class? There was the one yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, she's the best friend for the, uh, for the mean girl. Oh yeah. Okay. I was about to say, yeah. Damn. Do we, did and then there was, her like, name was I remember Anaya. seeing a black kid black guy i just can't remember what oh at the pool at the pool yeah 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 okay there was steph and there was anaya oh anaya was the high school oh, girl and then yeah her, her uh uh olivia's best friend as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. I was wondering yeah just fucking wondering <laughs> you gotta you gotta do your black check um <laughs> but yeah i think overall overall i thought the movie was good um yeah again it's not something that i would have probably ever like you know, hey, like, I really want to see that movie. You yeah. know, if I were out out one night and I wanted to see a movie, but yeah. um, so so, you know, it's so one what's of things our, where I'm glad I watched it. What's our what's our verdict? Uh, are you pressing play on this? Are we hitting yeah, stop? Press and, play. Oh yeah, I'm pressing play. Super play. Yeah. Seeing what else is on Netflix. Press play. Press play. Press and play. Yeah, I'll press play on it. Press All right, there you go. Stamp of approval. Press play by the uh, the fade podcast crew uh so if you haven't seen eighth grade please go out flock to the theaters go see it while it's still there um or just wait till it comes out on man like a sucker uh yeah and uh if you have any comments about the movie in terms of how you feel about the plot uh character cinematography soundtrack anything like that hey feel free to comment and uh let us know how you feel about it uh it's a very relevant movie to i think a lot of things that are going on right now with uh just you know kids in general in terms of how they might feel and even adults to some degree i think there are a lot of adults with like anxiety and feeling some type of way yeah this uh, is a good movie for anybody who has like a kid that's like a little bit older yeah and you kind of want to see the experience of another adult also trying to deal with it yeah trying to connect with their kid yeah definitely a great movie for that yeah uh Oh man, if I um, you know, if my daughter was like a little bit older, blah blah blah, this is absolutely a movie that yeah, I was I, gonna like, say. Go see with her, yeah, 
and then have that awkward conversation in the car or yeah. that like really fun conversation in the car. Or you can ask your daughter what she thought about the characters and the plot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and probably it, not the conversation. Here's a really quick side note. I thought it was, I got it. was a, that whole scene in the car was amazing in terms of uh, her with the boy, yeah, boy, because I thought that was going to go so differently. Yeah. And it but was again, fucking refreshing. Oh, no, I knew it was she going always right fucking stepped up and, you know, for anybody out there who's going through some shit or watch this movie and it's like a Bible and how to just keep fucking trucking through and being you through yeah. everything, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, so that little girl was dope, right? Like, yeah. you know, she, she got, she got some heart. She always steps up. You know who doesn't fucking step up ever? Mm. Who's a little bitch? Mm. Tariq. <laughs> little bitch ass Tariq. Yeah. He never steps up. Oh man. So obviously we're going to, we're going to have a little quick chat about power here. And, um, you know, I don't know if I have too much to say about this episode, except for my dislike for Tariq continues to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, Top three most hated characters. Yeah. So, so here's a kid, right? Who's, um, you know, lived a very like comfortable, privileged life. Right. And then because he sees the, the world where his dad comes from, he wants to be that too. Like my dad is a gangster drug dealer. Uh, I fucking went to the nicest schools all the time and um, you know I'm a little pussy and I, I want to pretend like I'm I'm my dad but he's going about it in all the wrong ways like he's already a snitch like he snitched to um, to uh, to Dre oh, when, yeah, yeah. when when Ghost and um, Tommy were gonna clip him uh, you know his his sneakiness and his disloyalty got his sister killed uh, he has no the way he talks to his uh, parents. Yeah, he doesn't respect his parents. Um, and I think the number one thing that's wrong with Tariq is he just has no loyalty in any direction. Like He is loyal to whoever is... Showing most, him love. Yeah, showing him the most interest at that point in time. Which, if you're in a dope game, right? That's obviously the wrong way to go about it. Like You have to be loyal first to your family. Like You see how loyal Tommy... Even though he just met his father, he's still loyal to his father and his father's like family, right? Um, Ghost is, you know, he, he's he's a family man. Right? He, his his priority is always taking care of his family. Tariq is loyal, not even to his mother and his father. You know, he didn't even. I'm not gonna say he didn't have love for his sister, but he eventually got her killed. And when she was up there, she, when she was over there getting shot, he was just hiding like a little pussy. He's definitely. Uh on Joffrey's heels as far as like the most hated like person uh and, and on TV and movies or whatever but um I took a couple of notes uh and the- <laughs> a couple or 12 cuz last time you took 12 <laughs> tell us the truth man took more than a couple but a couple there. always just sounds good yeah, um the main thing and then Angela said this and then when you really think about it you wouldn't have seen them together again when she's like i'd never see us here and i think she meant in the sense of like what's going on with us currently but i think i think it was this end of season three when she uh locks him up in the club you would never i would never predict or think that they'd be back together and then that's where they are right now um that that i don't know i don't know what you thought of if there could could have been a chance but it was no way for me to see them back together yeah i mean i think that uh they're they're connected one way or another so even when she arrested him uh you know i knew ghost was going to beat the case and um you know she bad so i know he was going to want to hit that again because that's just you know who he is uh 
I, I think when she said that, she was like, I didn't see us here in terms of me now about to put my career on the line to protect you. Um, you know, I'm tampering with evidence. I'm uh, giving you information on open cases. I'm not only helping you, but I'm also helping other criminal associates of yours Tommy. to help you and your friends stay out of jail. Like she never thought she would be breaking the law as the assistant district attorney. We got to see a uh, ghost pull a ghost in this one. And that, that uh thing he, he pulled on um, councilman Tate who tried to take him off of the queen's child project for, for his own daughter. But um, when he uh pulled up on, well not, he pulled up on him, but he was talking to Tate and then he pulls out his phone with a recording mm-hmm. of the guy who was talking a little bit too much and has basically Tate uh, admitting to, uh, you know, taking money, yeah, which is a, money, <laughs> money laundering, obviously uh, a big offense in the world of politics. But to me, go, that was one of those things we love about Ghost when he um, is able and smart enough to kind of pull those things out. Yeah, I think um, like one of the things Councilman Councilman Tate was that his name? Yeah, his name in real life is Lorenz Tate. He's also Councilman. Yeah, Tate. yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Okay, yeah, pretty, 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 pretty cool. Um, so one of the things that he said earlier on in the season was like, you know. It, it's helpful to have friends in higher places, right? Like those public figures. Like it's it benefits you to have a friend in the mayor's office, the governor's office, or just in in politics in general, right? Um, what ghost, what he's able to do so well is like find a way to make any situation benefit him. Um, so with Councilman Tate, he's like, I obviously this guy is not my friend, but I'm gonna make you be my friend because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. You know, obviously I have something on you, so you're my friend now, whether you like it or not. So, you know, you're going to do what's best for me because it's in your best interest. Right, now. right. Yeah, he's good at um getting people to see that. Um, the next big thing, fucking Tommy is still talking way too fucking much, man. Like, oh my gosh, he just fucking like low key ratted on himself and everyone, telling his father who's trying to set him up about all these fucking murders and, yeah. and how they ran their business. It's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Tommy's going to get every, he, I think in that episode, I, I rounded off three indictments, right? <laughs> Money laundering. Uh, I think he murder. He, uh, yeah, there was a murder. And then there was also like uh, trafficking, right? He was talking about, they moved the drugs through mm-hmm. um, different avenues or I forget exactly how he says they moved the drugs, but that's uh, trafficking, money laundering and murder. That was a bit of a sadistic episode, yo. When they had that guy strapped up and they drilled into his knee, that was yeah. tough to watch. It, it was interesting. That's how Tommy and his father bonded. Like that was their bonding moment, uh, committing a very brutal murder. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, that's oftentimes the best way to uh, to bond with somebody. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Usually, it is. That's not the route they went on eighth grade. <laughs> no, no. I feel like they missed their opportunity there. Yeah. Um. I think the next thing I had, uh, Kanan. I mean, two bit. I think two bits going to be the next guy going forward, his ambitions and him wanting to get from under Dre and the way Kanan is kind of, you know, bringing him along to say, Hey man, fuck what Dre's got going on. Fuck with me. And then Dre kind of just pushing two bit away. Yeah. But you can see two bit and this kind of is what power does. Power projects that someone else is going to come to, they're going to rise. And I think two bits that guy next. Yeah, you know, I'll agree with that. I think the show does give you, it gives you glimpses into someone's like trajectory, right? Like it gives you a five minute glimpse of someone who you can see like, wow, that person is going to like next episode, that person is going to take it, take it to the next level. And he's got a lot of lines this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
best facial expressions in in the show. Hands down, yo. Two bits facial expressions are crazy. Like, uh, two. I just want you to like Google it and just look at this motherfucker. Like when he gets mad, (laughs) yo, he he just puts on the funniest face. Uh, it's crazy. Um, the one thing though, what is Teresi's angle? Because he's still trying to get Tommy to talk too much, but the conversations he has with his uh wife Connie. It's like he's having a change of heart, but he's still on the mission of getting Tommy or trying to knock Tommy for the feds. So it's like, it's real interesting to see what they're going to do with that. Yeah. So Tunde, like the, like Fabian's question was the guy, uh, Teresi, right? Just got out of prison and he got out of prison based off of him being able to uh, provide evidence to indict his son. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, you know, what the fuck do you do? It's like you're out of prison now. You're you're seeing the woman that you've loved your entire life, like the woman of your dreams. Right. Mm -hmm. You're now able to be with and she has cancer. So she's dying. Right. Mm -hmm. You're now (coughs) able to be with her. But in order to be with her, you have to get your only son indicted, which is and he's probably going to get like a life sentence for the things that he's done. Right. And the one thing depends on how lonely I am. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, too. The one thing I that she drives. Well, no, no, no. The one thing she drives home with them is, hey, if you know, if you put this kid away, when I'm gone, you're not gonna have anybody. You're gonna yeah. be all alone. That's what she says to him. And he's like, damn, damn, I forget. It's, I didn't think about that. It's cold as shit. No, I mean, and that's that's like mad real though, because yeah. like she has obviously an, uh, a very soon expiration date. So she's like, you got out of prison to be with me, and, and I'm I'm happy about that. I'm, I want to be with you, but I'm gonna die soon, like soon. Jeez. And when I die, you're gonna be alone. And then the only other person in this world that you really have is your son, who you're about to put in prison. Mm. I think the I think the next big thing that's kind of coming up that we're going to see how that plays out is Angela and Mock's relationship, because she was having a discussion with Tommy where she basically put the green light on him, but said, wait, hold on. Let me talk to him real quick. And then says, hey, if you want, man, there's a job offer in D.C. so you can get out of here and I can be your friend and getting you that job and he's like you if know a- i love Angela his quote clips mock i love this quote and I, I, mock always says these things he's like angela it's no secret we don't dance <laughs> like it's no secret we're not friends <laughs> but he, he always says some shit like that which is mock is always slick with those words you know he did that shit in um fast seven too i like i like how he had that career change he's like yo i'm stealing cars you know what fuck this i'm done with this I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to get a degree and get a job in New York. I ain't fucking with Toretto no more. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> is. <laughs> is the guy um, from... <laughs> the guy who played Han. Yeah, it was Han from oh. um, Fast and Furious, yeah. who is uh, the actor John Mock in, yeah. um, in Power. And I love, like, connecting movies. Like, yeah, you... People who, like, I was, I was buying movie. so far into that, like, translation. I was like... Huh? Like, Damn, he really did. Yeah, I was like, he went and got his degree. My, my that favorite, boy got him a degree. When did that happen in Faster? <laughs> my favorite movie connection, similar to what you just said, is um, uh, Papa Doc. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. there's a meme out there. Like he was like, after he lost the battle, he's like, "Fuck this rap shit. I'm gonna go be an Avenger." That's <laughs> <laughs> not my favorite one, yo. <laughs> oh um, shit! I, I think the last the last thing I have is basically this episode <laughs> is on some like. And I love this quote, but it's it's really awesome. You live long enough to see yourself become the villain, and that's where Angela is right now. And because that's you know how Tommy says, "You got the devil inside of you," and that's what she is now. She she's been in this long enough where she is a bad guy now. Yo, yo, I don't think there's ever been 
a truer quote truer in a movie in every sense than Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Even 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 like if you're at work, you come into you get a new job, you're, you're doing everything right, you're doing it by the book. And then eventually, like a year later, you're like, you're like this shit, you're taking stock. Yeah, you just you're trash then at that point. Yo, you know? yeah, it's true in every sense of life, man. You're somewhere long enough, you're you're, you're gonna quote unquote you, turn to a villain. You gotta keep it fresh. You gotta keep it funky, man. Uh, but yeah, Christopher Nolan, man, in his fucking in that entire series, dropped so many fucking. I feel like. He's so yeah. underappreciated. You know, as the a other night I actually went yeah. back and watched that uh, Batman Begins and yeah. The Dark Knight. Yeah, I was like, like sometimes when, um, because there's so much shit on Netflix, I'll sometimes we'll just go back yeah, and watch an go old back movie, to old Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll go back and like, I fucking watch Batman Begins the other night just because yeah. sometimes it's so stressful trying to figure out what new shit to watch. You're like, you know, I'm just gonna go watch some old shit that I've already seen because yeah. I don't have to like commit. Too much yeah, attention to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Batman Begins or Batman: The Dark Knight. There's just so many easy jewels, man. Yeah, I was Sad thinking about um, Terminator and Rambo. No, I was thinking easy. about no. Rise Al Ghul the other day actually, and I want to. I, I got something, but I feel like it's gonna unload too long of a conversation. But would you? All right, would you agree that Rise Al Ghul's character was probably a whitewash character? No, I think that was because he was, was kind of the, a white man kind of leading point. an Asian. No, I think it was the kind of like the, that was kind of the okie doke of it all. Like, don't don't you think maybe it was written so it wasn't an, it could easily have been written as an Asian person. It was an Asian person until it wasn't. What do you mean? So they pretended that the one guy was Raza Gul, which is what you would think, naturally speaking. Yeah, yeah was Raza Gul. Was that Chow Yun Fat? Chow Yun Fat. That was Raza Gul in that. Who who, who pretended? I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I, although I, I think I'm familiar with the actor. In terms of, I've yeah. seen him in other things, but I don't think it was uh, Chai Yun-Fat. Um, uh, but no, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that and, was white. And I kind of felt like I wasn't 100% sure. But what I started to realize is when they do whitewash, they make it hard to be mad at it because they always use actors you like. And but they're that, like, but all that's, right, if they're going to at least whitewash, I'm, I'm glad they used him because right. I like that guy. But, that, but that's my whole problem with... Because I think there is such a thing as whitewashing. There's, there, that's just not like when they did the uh, the, the Egypt movie. I forget what was it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and then like like all the people were like just white. Jake and it's just like or the prince of king prince of Persia. Yeah. Is that what that was? No, 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 not even that. It was like a. I want to say it was a. It was like Kings of Egypt. Or oh, some the one shit. that just recently came out. Not like gods recently, of Egypt but like or, it was Gods yeah. of Egypt or yeah. some shit. And yeah. It was just all white dudes. Yeah, just played like, by the guy who played. Not uh, one Jamie of you, goddamn. Dudes look like you got melanin in your skin. No one good and goddamn well. You're from Egypt. Um, but that, I believe, is whitewashing, right? But when you have... It, it gets difficult when you're trying to sell a movie yeah, yeah, still got sell and you put a prominent... And you have the opportunity to put a prominent star in a role that maybe it's coming from some source material that's meant for you know an Asian act- uh, actor actress or a black actor actress, whatever the case is. I don't know, man, because you're trying to get your movie made. And if that's the concession you have to make, I don't know. Like, that's I don't know. You know, yeah. like this whole thing, Scarlett Johansson's going through with uh, Ghost in a Shell. Well, Ghost in a Shell. And then she's there was another movie where she's about to be. Uh, she She's going to play a transgender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, person. Um, and she essentially backed out of that role because of the backlash of uh, backlash of her uh, that she received when it was announced. 
I don't know, man, if you're just trying to sell a movie, but then it becomes like this sort of paradox, right? Like, okay, so how can we then get to the point of, you know what? I think with the success of that show pose, I think it's going to show that you can actually just put like a real change in the person in that role and it'd be successful. I, I, I think it's, so that's perfect but that's, timing, but, that, but that's just, that's the problem, right? I don't think the problem is, is that there's no good, you know, actors in whatever minority demographic you want to say that, that clearly is not the case, right? There's great black actors. There's great Asian actors. There's great, you know, transgender, there's great Hispanic, like yada, yeah. yada, the, the list goes on. But the problem becomes is can they sell tickets? Can they be successful at the box office or just on TV or whatever the case is? Right. Yeah. And I think the answer is yes. You just have to actually trust that they can, you just have to trust them with the ability to do so. But then on top of that, you have to, like, we have to, like, you, somebody has to be the first to take the bullet. There's got to be, there's got to be somebody who tries something big with an Asian actor or actress and it falls flat on its face that they tried and it's, it stunk up the joint. But at least it breaks through that, that wall, right? Of, oh my God, we're so afraid that we, if we put somebody in there, it's not going to be successful. You're just, you're going to have to take that lump early. But then you're just going to have to rinse and repeat. Just do it again. Do it again yeah, exactly. and do it again until it becomes this normal thing where it's not not. And I, this ties into the the movie we're actually going to see next. Yeah, exactly. uh, but press uh, play. crazy. Uh, our next press play is going to be crazy rich Asians. It's going to be this thing where crazy rich Asians comes out and you're just like, all right, tight. Like you're not like, oh, my God, this is this is a cinematic history here. We're having, you know, an all Asian cast and all Asian uh, directors and everybody. behind. It's like, no, just it, it, that's some normal shit. Like, let's just yeah. <laughs> let's just go out and see it. You know, yeah, it happens all the time in China. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's very common. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, to piggyback off that, uh, our next uh, press play, which will be next Monday, not our next Friday show. We're going to make them Mondays uh, going from here on out. Um, uh, but our next press play is going to be Crazy Rich Asians. So uh, if you haven't gone seen that, go see that. And we can sit and discuss on Monday to see if we press play or not. I have a feeling. I don't know. I, I this one can go either way because it's supposed yeah. to be sort of your standard sort of rom com, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be no ass in this movie. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, do we have anything else? Nothing else on, on the docket. I'm, I'm good. Unless you have another another uh, bullet point for. Nope, I already said uh, it was my last okay. one. Okay. All right. Well, I expected eighteen more. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing so, wrong with that. <laughs> Uh, if you rock with us this long as usual, we definitely appreciate you. Um, but please display your love for the podcast, your unending love for the podcast by hitting that like button, hit that subscribe button um, and drop us a comment, too. I really do. I'm anxious to hear from people about what they feel about what we talk about on the show, because we talk about some shit. We go everywhere. There mm-hmm. is no subject off limits. I know somebody who just tunes into the podcast randomly, but like they are not talking about TV media and film. And you know what? I do put in the last part of that, that we talk about any goddamn thing we want to talk about. Cause it's real. Talk yeah. about anything. No, yeah. no, no subject off limits. Uh, but I will really will like to hear how you guys feel about what we, uh, what we discuss on the, the whole show. podcast. Asshole. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you call them assholes, I don't think they, uh, they're going to respond well to that. Or maybe they might. I don't know. Maybe. It depends. Uh, yeah. So for my, uh, well, you know what? There's one other thing I wanted to share. There's just one other thing I wanted to share. Uh, actually, there's not. I'm just stalling until I get the outro <laughs> up and running. 
A good uh, stall. Because I forgot completely to uh, to start that. So let's just uh, let's get that going. Let's get that popping real quick. And oh, then, uh, until that comes, I, I yeah. think I got a couple thoughts. No, okay. man. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about? So actually, you know what I did um, the other day? And I realized I have a lack of appreciation for DC characters. I was playing a video game, and I forget what it's called, and it was all DC characters fighting. Man, he has some cool characters that I feel like they need to hurry up and get these motherfuckers out here on the screen. There's a lot of DC characters that should have been introduced long before they ever did fucking Suicide Squad. Like, who decided, hey, let's not introduce these really cool characters yeah. we have, and instead, let's bring in Cyborg. Deadshot should have been had a movie That's starring Will Smith. Uh... I don't know if I love Will as Deadshot, but we can I talk about them. that another time. Let's say white people that shit up. <laughs> oh, Wait, say, okay, well, I fucked that up, so I went ahead and rewind it. You have more? You want, I felt like no, you wanted to say more. No, I was just saying the quote. That's it. I didn't hear what, what was that quote you said. No, I was just saying um, they should have been giving him a movie, Will Smith, and then when he said, uh, I loved all his lines in that movie. Okay, well, let's try that again because that, 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 that extended it way longer than I wanted to. Oh, you were trying to time it? Yeah, I was trying to time it up, right? White people that you. shit up. Was that what you're going for? Fade out. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. What are you guys doing? 